Welcome back. This is the second episode in the series where we are talking about five ways to improve your sound or five ways to get amazing sound on your podcast. Last week, we talked about understanding the basics and we talked about your room and what you need to do with the room that you record in. This week, we are going to jump into gear. Gear includes computers, software, microphones, and all that stuff. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about this week is included in my resources list at dannyosmond.com slash resources. So a bunch of the equipment I mentioned is listed there if you are interested in checking it out and purchasing it. The links on my resources list are affiliate links, Amazon affiliate links. So if you use those links, you won't pay any more, but I will get a financial benefit from it. So without further ado, let's talk about gear. Then we get to gear, okay? First off, you have to get appropriate gear for you. You have to get appropriate gear for your budget, for your type of voice, for where you're recording, things like that. And then you need to take the time to know how to use it. Even though things say they're plug and play, they often aren't. There is a learning curve. And if you have the hour, two, three hours to really figure things out and see how things are working and understand, you're going to do things correctly and you're going to set it up correctly. Okay, you need to, because if it's not set up correctly, you're going to be troubleshooting and trying to figure things out. Then once you have a setup that is working for you and sounds good, do not update your operating system on your computer. If you have an Apple, a Mac computer, Apple is going to want you to update every time they release a new operating system. And what that means is then be prepared for four hours of updating other things after that. Because if you've got your, maybe you've got Audition on your computer or Hindenburg, and then you're also using a call recorder and your browser, like you want to make sure that everything is working. And it's always going to happen. You leave automatic updates on or something like that and then two hours before your interview you turn things on and it's not working it's not working the way you need to so that's why I say don't update and then once you get on with your guests and you've got everything going you want to remind them ahead of time and do it yourself to reset your Wi-Fi router or your your modem whatever you have to clear out the cache to make sure you've got the best speed possible. And you're going to want to tell your kids, your roommates, whatever, hey, stay off Netflix. You know, don't watch Spider-Man Homecoming during this interview because you're going to take up all my bandwidth. Okay. So just some things to remember there. So let's talk specifically about microphones. There are lots of different types of microphones or categories of microphones. The first thing you need for podcasting to remember is that you want a cardioid pickup pattern on your microphone. And this basically pickup pattern or polar pattern basically means where the microphone is picking up, which is essentially right in front of the microphone, okay? And then there are two main types of microphones that you want to think about for podcasting, and that's the dynamic microphone or the condenser microphone. <clears throat> the dynamic microphone would be like the ATR2100 that a lot of people recommend, um, a Shure Veda 58, uh, uh, an SM7, a Heil PR40. Those are dynamic microphones, okay? They're more forgiving, they have also what is called proximity effect more than some other types of microphones. That's as you get closer to the microphone, it gets nice and low and it picks up that warmth. Okay. Um, but the dynamic microphone is a has a little bit less detail. 
Okay, it sort of rounds things off a little bit, for lack of a more scientific um, way of explaining it. Now, the other, I'm going to take some questions again, so write it down if you have questions as we go through. Um, the other would be a large diaphragm condenser microphone. And I say large diaphragm because that's ideal for voices. Condenser microphones pick up more detail. They're a little bit more clear, and they will also pick up more distance from the microphone. So it's really important to treat your room if you're going to use a condenser microphone. Okay. There's also a category of USB microphones. They have dynamic USB microphones. They have condenser USB microphones. But basically what this gives you is the convenience of plugging it straight into your computer. So if you're want to be slightly more portable and mobile, this is a great choice, but be prepared. There's going to be some tricky stuff that you need to do if you want to record more than one person at a time. Okay. Now, um, after the microphone, there's really two main setups. One would be in the box, which would be involving a computer, and one is not involving a computer. So if you go in the box, you have your computer, you need an external hard drive. Um, most software manufacturers actually that do recording software tell you you should use an external hard drive because this internal hard drive, not only is it a little bit small in most Apple products, um, but it's, it's working overtime. It's running the operating system. Okay, It doesn't need to also worry about recording the audio, so that's why you use an external drive. Then you need the digital interface. This serves three purposes. What it has is a box that has a microphone preamp, first of all. A preamp is an amplifier that boosts the signal to make it sound good. Okay, that's all you really need to know about a preamp for the most part. Then it has converters. What it's doing is converting the analog signal of the microphone into a digital signal that the computer can understand, and then converting it back so that your headphones get an analog signal coming out. And then interfaces usually have a virtual mixing console, so like a software mixing console where you can route and change the level of different microphones that are coming in to the interface. Okay? Then you need headphones, closed ear headphones or earbuds. Basically all that means is that once you put the headphones on, you can't hear what's in them outside of the headphones because you don't want your microphone picking up your guest on your track. And then you need a digital audio workstation. That's the software that actually does the recording. We call them DAWs for short. The out of the box, not thinking outside the box, but the out of the box setup, you need a preamp and or mixer. And I say that because most mixing consoles, like back there on the desk, have some type of preamp built in. Okay. If you want to get a little bit better sound, you buy an, an external preamp. Um, but most people don't need to even fool with that. And then you need a hard disk recorder of some type. So if you've ever seen the Zoom recorders, Roland makes a line, Tascam makes a line of hard disk recorders. Uh, some of the Zooms even have built-in mixer capabilities in them. Okay. So the out-of-the-box can be very portable or it can be multiple boxes. Today's show was brought to you by ConvertKit, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After five years with the email marketing provider that everyone starts out with, you know who I'm talking about, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. ConvertKit easily stood out above the rest, and I've been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. 
Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you're searching for a new provider, I highly recommend ConvertKit. Go check them out and other resources that I recommend at dannyosmond.com slash resources. That's dannyosmond.com slash resources.